Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will go over what is messaging and why is it important for your business, the three jobs your message does for your business, how your one-of-a-kind message can eliminate your competition and put you in a category of one, and you will get to enjoy getting yours truly exposed and coached by <laughs> Michelle Mazur. My guest today is Michelle Mazur. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, great to have you. And uh, the topic today is what is messaging and why is it important for your business? Extremely important topic. Hang out, invite your friends, and uh, we're going to dive into a very important message because most businesses, and I've been around marketing for a good 15 years, don't have this piece figured out, and they're kind of up in the air. We're going to talk about that and... We're going to share some good examples, uh, and uh, you're going to see how, what this whole thing is all about. So, as usual, please make sure you like and subscribe to the show which on whichever channel you're watching, and share the link with a friend or a business owner who could benefit from improving their message and joining us live. If you have any questions, put them in a, in, in a comment on whichever channel you're watching before or after, after the show, and we'll get back to you. Now... A quick word, uh, most businesses have a list of customers and they're out there spending a lot of time and money trying to find new customers while, uh, you know, totally ignoring their existing customers. If that is the case and you're leaving a ton of money on the table, I'm sharing the step-by-step process in a checklist uh, with simple retention formula. So if you're leaving money on the table, you have a list and you want to figure out how to make, start making money today. Put the word retention as a comment uh, on whichever channel you're watching, and I'll send you the list and a link to the checklist. So let me do the proper introduction to my friend Michelle here, and we are going to start a very interesting conversation. Michelle Mazur works with brilliant, biz, uh, brilliant business owners who are shaking things up, but having trouble taking talking about it. She combines the tools of successful social movements with the qualitative research skills she has earned in her communication PhD to help them craft their powerful, captivating message. The author of three books, including the, real, the newly updated Three Word Rebellion and featured in Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Inc., she knows that speaking about what you do in a clear and captivating way is the key to reaching the people you could help the most. Welcome, Michelle. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Mustafa, for having Great me. Great to have you. Great to have you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because clarity around your message and your positioning, and uh, in my experience, helps you attract the right people, mm -hmm. makes your marketing a lot easier. Yep. It's like once you get this figured out, it's like you're, you're lifting mountains off of your shoulder. I would 100% agree with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> so I really look forward to this. So, Michelle, let's get us started. What is your story? Yeah, so I have been running my business in one form or another for about 10 years. I am a former academic. I also spent a little time in corporate. And I always say that I'm a little psychologically unemployable. So for me, after leaving corporate or while I was still in corporate, I started my 
business. And at first my business was just a blog. I had all of this knowledge in my head about communication and I needed to get it out into the world where it could actually help people. My blog was very boring because I was a former academic, you know, Ambien had nothing on my blog for putting you to sleep until one day I wrote this super ranty blog post. I was at an event and there was the speaker who got up in front of the room and she asked all of us to stand up and we're good audience members. So we stood up. She asked us to clap. So we're clapping. And then she said, you have given me a standing ovation and now I must earn it. And I felt so manipulated in that moment. And literally, I was looking around the room and everyone was turned off. And so I spent the time during her presentation writing a post about how not to be a motivational speaker, like super ranty, super edgy. It's the kind of post you're afraid to push publish on, but I put it out there and it was one of the first posts that got some traction. And then I got an email and I was like, I'm in for it in this business. Like, oh, I really ticked someone off. And I opened the email and he was like, Michelle, I loved this post. I'm looking for a new public speaking coach. Could you help me out? And I didn't have a business model. I didn't have packages. I, I mean, I knew how to coach people, but I was like, mm, sure. And he became my first client in what is now my defunct public speaking coaching business. But that's really how the business got its start was a really, really ranty post that led to a client. Love it. Love it. And, and you know, I think... When you started doing the ranting blog post, that was more of you and the true you came out and people are like, all right, this is more natural. Let me read. It's, it's interesting. It's engaging. And people did. Did you get a lot of engagement on that? Oh, I got I a ton yeah. of engagement yeah, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. post. Yeah. People, well, people shared like, it, loved it, yeah, commented. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Love it. So what do you do these days and who do you serve? Yeah. So about five years ago, I pivoted my business to actually kind of expand what I was working on because I was always working on helping people craft their keynote speech and their speaker marketing. And then I realized like, wait, my clients were using what I was creating with them in so many different ways across their business, whether they were creating like a three-part launch series from the speech we created, or it would show up in their copy, or it would become like podcast episodes for them. I just saw that my work had more meaning, like it could be more useful than just in the speaking arena. And that's when I expanded into helping people figure out what the messaging is before it, behind their business so that when they show up to market, when they show up to a podcast interview, when they show up to a sales conversation, they know what to say in order to persuade people and get them to buy in to their program and their ideas. Love it. People, if you're watching or listening, you could be the best expert on the planet. You could have all the best systems and tools and softwares, the best team. And if your messaging is not figured out, 
you're not going to go very far. So stay tuned and uh, share this with your buddies and friends. So, Michelle, what actually is messaging and why is it important? Yeah. So I feel, in, especially in online business, there's a lot of misconceptions about what messaging is. You might hear that it is your ideal client. You might hear that is your tagline or your content plan or your elevator pitch or I help statement. And it is all of those things and more. The way I view messaging, it is a comprehensive system that moves across your business, whether you're doing your marketing or your PR or your sales, but it is a cohesive strategy to take people who don't know you at all, don't know what you do, and move them to work with you. And that is what messaging should be doing for your business. It should be giving you the strategy for how to talk about it and persuade people so that they want to work with you. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So you talk about the three-word rebellion. Mm-hmm. What in the world is that? <laughs> yeah, the three-word rebellion, and I'll give you some examples in a second. It yeah. is a phrase that you want to be known for. But really what it, what it does for your business, it is it's a message for your audience. So what I noticed back in 2016 is that social movements and really successful entrepreneurs do something very similar. They're able to create communicate the change they want to create in just a few words, whether it's the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, or Simon Sinek's Start With Why, Mel Robbins' Five Second Rule, The Four Hour Work Week. These two groups have that core message that other people can carry forth for them. They have the message that makes people curious, that invites them to want to know more. And so in my brain, I was like, well, isn't that an interesting pattern? I wonder if I take questions from social movements, things like, what are you rebelling against? What's the change you want to create? And had my clients free write on it, I was like, could we come up with their start with why message? And it worked. <laughs> and really, that message, that three-word rebellion is the core message of your business that you build all your other messaging around. That is very powerful. So the examples were Black Lives Matter, start, start with why, what else? The five-second rule, um, everything is figureoutable, Marie Forleo, Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. Um, I mean, there's a lot that happens in politics. So make America great again, build back better. So we see these kind of three-word phrases or three-word rebellions everywhere. It was funny. I was actually driving with my husband the other day and on it was a store. It's a place where you can, you know, rent storage space. And Barry had a three word rebellion. It was reclaim your space. <laughs> so these messages are everywhere and they're very sticky. They're very easy for other people to remember and to talk about. Love it. And then. What? 
tell me about the difference between a company that has this or examples of companies that have this figured out like a before and after type of example. Oh, sure. Um, So I'll tell you some of my client stories because these are always my favorite ones. Um, So one of the first three word rebellions I created was she was a marketing consultant and she does marketing funnels, but she does them in a completely different way. Like it's not any of that like bro marketing manipulative stuff where you're trying to get all the people in and then get them to buy some tripwire. Hers was very much a relationship based. And so she started a podcast called The Marketing Funnel Show. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to listen to a podcast about marketing funnels. I don't care how brilliant you are of a marketer, like that did not intrigue me. So we went through the three word rebellion process and we came up with profit without worry because that's really what she was doing. She wanted people to have revenue coming into their business where if life got in your way, you could still have that financial stability. She really wanted her people to profit without worry. And so when we changed the podcast name to that, guess what? The downloads quadrupled because people were like, yeah, I want to, I want to profit without worry. How do I do that? They were automatically intrigued and wanted to know more. So that's a great case study of taking something that a message that is super solution focused, like I do marketing funnels. This is the marketing funnel show to really highlighting a result that her right clients really wanted. That's like the dream outcome, basically. Profit without worry. I want to make money. I want to make profits without worrying about it. You got my ears. Tell me about it. How do I do it? Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's what makes a really powerful message. (laughs) Love it. I can't wait to tap into figuring out my my three rebellion words. Mm -hmm. Um, um, uh, Okay. So what are three things or what are the top few things that this thing does for your business just to clarify more yeah so a three-word rebellion in and of itself its main job is to capture people's attention because Uh it is short it is curiosity provoking because i think start with why for me is that classic example of creating intrigue where it's like you hear oh start with why okay that sounds like a really good idea i should start with my why but what is my why? I don't know what my why is. I better go and watch this TEDx talk. And I had a similar um, situation with the five second rule. When I first heard about the five second rule, I was like, what is that? And then I'm Googling to find out and I'm watching Mel Robbins TED talk and I'm buying her book and I'm totally like basically indoctrinating myself into her world. So its main job is to get people's attention to stop their scroll and make them curious to learn more. Because as you and I both know, like we kind of live in this attention starved universe. So you have to have something that is catchy and makes people think about themselves in order to maintain their maintain yeah get their attention and then once you have it you have your three-word rebellion then it's about okay how do I start creating conversations that lead people to work with me wow 
capturing attention and being to the point that sparks curiosity and gets people to go out there be like, what is that? And start Googling that. Sounds mm-hmm. all more than interesting to me. So let's talk about the steps that people need to take to find their three-word rebellion. What does that mm-hmm. process look like? Yeah. So the first part of the process is rather fun. So we get to, I take my clients through something that I call a free writing process. And it's also in the book and I have like a little audio mini workshop you can take on this. But the idea behind free writing is to write freely, like don't stop writing, but to get all of your ideas out of your head and onto paper. Because what I have seen so often with entrepreneurs is they are all up here. They are overthinking it and they are not actually taking the time to put it out on paper and being like, okay, what do we have? What do we have there? So to do that, I have two sets of questions that I ask people that are from the social movements. So the first set of questions are about your rebellion. So thinking like the right one of the free writing prompts I use with clients are is just simply what are you rebelling against? Like thinking about the things that tick you off about your industry that make you roll your eyes or a piece of advice when you see it on Instagram, you're like, Uh, I wish people would stop saying that (laughs) because those questions allow us to figure out what are we trying to break free from? What is the change we want to make? And then the second set of questions are the place to get dreamy and ask yourself, what is the change that I want to create? And that change can be on the individual level for individual clients. It can be on your industry level. Maybe you want to be disrupting your industry in some way, or it can even be on that like societal level. So you do the free writing, you empty your your brain out onto paper, and then you walk away. (laughs) This is a very important part of the process is walking away and letting it Step number two. Yes, walking away is step number two. Just letting it sit, letting it simmer, because you're going to need some distance between your when you're writing and when you're actually doing the analysis. Because step three is then analyzing what you wrote. So this is where my like research skills come in. So I want people and in the book, I talk about this extensively, like going through that free writing, seeing what themes emerge, what interesting turns of phrase you have. Is there a word you're using frequently? Like I once did this with a client and she was using the word, she used the word joy like 50 times in her free writing. And I'm like, well, this word seems important. And she's like, oh, I would have never seen that. (laughs) Like, yeah. So you want to start identifying like the words that stand out, some action verbs, and just see what's there. There Are there any interesting turns of phrase? Because then you can start kind of drilling down into some of the creative constraints around the three-word rebellion. So step four is like the rules of creating a three-word rebellion. And those are, it has to be between two to five words. So if you're asking yourself the question, is it just three words, it can be between two to five, no more than five, otherwise people can't remember it. Yep. Um, it has to be about your audience. Your This message isn't about you, it's for them. It should be positive for the most part. There's a few situations where you might want to have a never or not in there, but most of the time it's about that vision that you're creating for your people, that results. 
And then finally, there are three different types of three word rebellions. So, and this, and no type is better than any other type, but the three types are the battle cry. So that starts with a verb, inspires action. So think like, start with why, make America great again. Those are like very action oriented um, mm -hmm. verbs. Like one of my clients, she does, she writes bios and hers is unleash your epic credential. Like very like active. Then the second type is naming the change or the change agent. So these tend to be a little bit more abstract. So something like the four hour work week or the three word rebellion are good examples. You're really naming that mechanism that creates the change you want to get for your clients. And then the final type is that declaration or mantra. It's what you want to your clients to remember. So everything is figure outable is a great example. One of my other clients is, a, well, she's not really a sobriety coach. She really helps people figure out their relationship with alcohol. So her three word rebellion is question the drink. Um, so anytime, like, I mean, it's great to get attention, but also it's a great reminder for her people. Like when they're in those situations, like, why may I have this drink? I should question the drink. Wow. You just dropped the value <laughs> bomb right there. And that was really cool. <laughs> so, um, so did I get this right? So um, the three-step process to create your word was number one, free writing process. Mm -hmm. Number two, is it, what are you rebelling against? Is that answering that um, question? Well, the free writing process is a part, those questions are a part of that free writing process. So. Okay. And then, so what would be then be the, um, the second the part? Step number two was take a break, like to step away oh, from the writing. Was, uh, oh, okay. So it is the step two, step two, mm -hmm. take a break, take a break. So and you write down everything about your business and what you want to do and your idea, who you serve, what you do for them. Yada, what yada, you're rebelling against, like, yeah, what, what change you, you want to create for your people? Yes, yes. And, and then, then step three step is analyzing five. your response. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it has to be two to five words, and you got three types. One was the battle cry, one was naming the change, and another one was a declaration or a mantra. Yes. Right? Yeah. All right. What, could we work on my three-word rebellion? We will try, but since you haven't done the free writing, it might be really hard. <laughs> All right, let's take a stab at it, shall we? Okay. What do you need to know from me or about me or what I do? Well, what I would, when I work with clients, what I'd have them do first is an audience deep dive, but we're not going to have time for that because okay. your audience is a very important part of your message because we created for them. Okay. But the first thing I would have you do is I would have you free write on the question, what are you rebelling against? So here's, let me share what we do and then uh, what we, the change we're working on. And then hopefully that will shed some light on it. Mm -hmm. So I run a call center specializing in follow-ups, retention, and referrals. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem that we solve is the fact that most people have a list of customers and prospects and they're out there spending a lot of time and money to find new customers while totally ignoring their existing customers. Mm -hmm. That's the first change. Okay. And so the, 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 the second problem that we solve is the fact that some of these people, they know they should stay in touch 
with their list, mm -hmm. but they don't have the time, the resources, or the manpower to do it. And the third yeah. problem is that most people hate to pick up the phone and they're afraid of conversations. Mm -hmm. So we have a team of trained, friendly agents who do a nurturing uh, approach to stay in touch with the list and do the follow-up and do the pick up the phone and have the conversations to get appointments, sales, and referrals. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's your solution. And yeah. Three Word Rebellion is all about the result that okay. a solution creates. So okay. what what are the, like, yeah, what is that change that you're creating for your clients? So the change is kind of like, while everybody's out there spending money on new lead generation, we're going to be working with our existing list of customers or past customers. That's not a change. That's not a result. That is still your solution. Okay. The result is we work on getting, uh, well, well, I'm going to just go over and tell me what, what which one will work for this. Okay. The results what we kind of create is one way to look at it is getting appointment, extracting appointments and referrals and sales. Mm-hmm. With so that sales. Sales is uh, one result. Yeah. Another result is we're actually going to do it for them. So they're not worried about the follow-up piece that they're, that uh, that they are not doing. Another result is like the fact that they're leaving money on the table and customers are falling through the cracks and we will actually retract and, you know, revive all of that for them. Okay. So let's drill into this a little bit deeper because it's still, I mean... Not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's really nothing... It's still really focused on what your business does, okay. like the solution. Okay. So if we are going to take something like um, the idea that they don't have to make these calls, what does that, what change in their business does that create for them? Like not having to worry about these, doing these calls. So one thing that I've tested is follow up without picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's basically it's like it's a done for you service mm -hmm. and we will do the follow up and you don't have to be afraid of picking up the phone or doing it. OK, so you're helping them alleviate fear or getting yeah. rid of fear. Yeah, because they don't have to do it. OK, anything else? What else? Um, <laughs> uh, improving improving their relationships with their customers. Mm -hmm. So the customers are happier and the customers are looked after. So another result that kind of that will produce for them is kind of in terms of monetary results is revenue, rec recurring revenue, higher profits. Mm -hmm. What else does it do? Um, yeah. What does a happy customer do for a business? Referrals. Mm -hmm. They talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they they become super fans or. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, so yeah. So one area that you could explore for a three word rebellion is this idea around creating that connection that creates those like super fans isn't the right word but that 
you know, makes people, because I feel like what you're doing is like your service allows business owners to make their people feel seen, cared for, valued, um, like all of the things that we know we need to be doing in our business, but we never have time to do. Right. <laughs> and then that, that kind of emotional piece, that connection piece then leads to like, yeah, great, more sales, more revenue, better word of mouth, more brand awareness, all of those cool things. But I feel like there might be a three word rebellion in that kind of emotional connection piece. Um, and, and, you know, and also thinking about like the fear piece as well, like, because if people don't, I mean, I hate talking on the phone too. Like, I just, people, you're not alone. Yeah. You're, you're like, this is a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the thought about picking up the phone and following up with someone or even like calling to make a dentist appointment. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I yeah. just hate it. So, I think that, yeah. Like, I think there could also be something. Of, because you said something about um, follow up without picking up the phone. Mm -hmm. There might be something in that area too about mm -hmm. like, you don't have to do the thing you hate, <laughs> right? But, but saying it in a different way. So those are two different areas that you could explore where a three word rebellion would be and where I would probably like, if I was working with you where I'd want to take you deeper into to figure out like what's in there and tease out those exact words. Okay, so in your views, would like uh, working on the uh, being seen, the valued, and the connection piece be import more important, or the follow up piece without the fear of picking up the phone, or um... yeah, well, I feel like the follow up without picking up the phone is kind of getting to that like profit without worry, right? Where because what I realized with working with Michelle is that like her people were worry warts, right? Like they just were worried about the business and the business making enough revenue all of the time. So you might be able to do something like, not that it's a formula, but something in that area where it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of this thing that you dread while also bringing in this great thing into your business. Okay, so how do I go about say which one of these I should focus on? Is would it be a matter of testing, or would would there be like a formula that I would have to? Like yeah, I mean it is partially testing. So like if we were doing this work, and let's say we came up with like two great three word rebellions, one of the one thing that I would have you do is run it by like two or three of your best clients, like the clients you love that you want to work with forever and ever. And just ask them like, hey, I'm doing this messaging project. Which one of these resonates with you? And just kind of getting some feedback from them because they're the people who already know your business and love your business. And you want to know what resonates with them, if that must, it would draw yep. them in. Um, the other thing is always like, run it by some business best friends, the ones who tell you the truth, not the ones who are like, everything you do is great. It looks great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're rainbows and unicorns. And it's like, no, you want the ones who are like, no, that sucks. I don't get it. Or, <laughs> or it's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. I can see how that would be good. So you really want the people who um, will give you that discerning um, eye towards your business and your message. So- as I'm looking at this, the follow so the connection being valued and being seen with the with our customers' customers is something that 
do I want to focus for what my my customer thinks and worries about or something about their customer? You want the change for your customer, right? So, so, so the so, follow-up without picking up the phone is something more toward geared towards my customer. Yes. Yes. Okay. What if we were we wanted to formulate something around the the like you you were talking about hate to pick up the phone, hate to have conversations, or um the fear that would be what would what do you think we should how we should I should how 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 should I formulate that? Yeah, I mean that also could kind of be in that without message, right? Like build customer relationships without being socially awkward. That's terrible. But, <laughs> you know, um, follow up without the awkwardness. I don't know, something along those lines where it's like you're really hinting towards that getting rid of that fear, that worry they have, that awkwardness, really kind of diving into like, yeah, they hate it, but why do they hate it so much? Okay, Is I got one. Okay. How about fearless follow-up? Oh, that's better. In the right direction. Fearless. I like it. Fearless follow-up. Yeah, that could work. All right. It's kind of rebelling against all the fear and all the um, anxiety had and anxiety around like it. The other thing where is like what we're trending rebelling against is well while most of the market is doing cold calling and advertising, mm -hmm. we're on this side doing warm and hot calling. Yeah. Yeah. So yours is, I mean, that goes back to kind of that relationship theme. It's really about building the relationships with the people you already have, nurturing those relationships. Um, so that could be the other kind of direction to explore that more, you know, like pretty much it's like, well, and I see this all the time in business as well. Like people, have all of these, you know, 5,000, 3,000, even 200 people on their email list. And they're like, I don't have any leads. And you're like, is that really true? <laughs> it seems like you have 200 people sitting around there that you're not really right. doing anything with. Right. <laughs> right. So they spend way too much time trying to find new people instead of cultivating the relationships that they should have with their current with, with, with their current people who already have opted in and said hey I like you I think you have the problem I think I have I have the problem that you could possibly solve for me but it's like we forget about those people if they don't buy right away and most people don't buy right away right true true most people well 80% of transactions happen within 18 months first point of contact mm, yeah 18 so months that's that's a and long time 99.9 percent .9 of businesses don't follow up or stay in touch for 18 months not if not even three months never mind 18 months and, and so <laughs> no i'm serious <laughs> yeah no i i'm i'm not surprised at all um but i think it's like we've there's like 
I mean, in the industry, there's all this messaging around like, oh, well, you'll get new leads and they'll immediately sign up with you. Like get clients, but now get clients fast. And it's like, that's not really how it necessarily works. Yes, yeah, some people, there'll be a small percentage that converts right away, but the vast majority aren't going to be ready to work with you yet. Right. So I, I could see how to how, how identifying these like three word phrase or rebellion uh, and, and condensing everything down and simplifying it would help us get really clear with the message, build a tribe, build a community around it. Mm-hmm. And um, it does a lot of good, actually. A lot of good. You could like <laughs> well, create a movement around it, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what I want for my for the people I work with, for the people who read the book, is to think about what is it that you're trying to do beyond the business? Like for those clients, what is that impact? What is that ripple effect that you are creating? And then having a message that speaks to that and gets people's attention and gets them excited about the work you're doing so that they want to talk about it, right? It's it's great for word of mouth because then all of a sudden other people talk about it. Like I've even seen this in my own business where I'll get a referral And they'll be like, oh, my coach just loves you. And I'm like, oh, great. Who's your coach? And I don't know the person. I've never had a conversation with the person, don't know their name, but they read the book, they love the message, and now they refer it to other people. And that's that's really the power of having a three-word rebellion. Love it. So we talked about the battle cry and naming the change and the declaration or a mantra. If I'm like trying to pick one, how would you approach which one I should focus on here? Ooh, that is a good question because it kind of, it depends on the words that you're using. Does it have anything to do with my personality? Sometimes it does. Um, Sometimes it just has to do with like the word choice. Like I have clients who tend to be, I don't want to say they're abstract, but they are like big kind of philosophical thinkers. And so that um, naming the change one, because it is a little bit more abstract, tends to be a good fit for that type of person. I have people who are really just like, no, I want to get down to business. I want to take action. And then that battle cry becomes more of a better fit for that type of business. And then like the people, I feel like a lot of my coaches end up with declarations and slash mantras because they're in that more supportive ongoing relationship with people. So it, it, it depends, it depends on the words, but also it depends on the person and their personality because literally you can't go wrong with any three, with uh, any of those, but it's really picking something that suits you and also something that's easy for you to like work into conversation with others because it needs to be useful and repeatable for you. So that's the other thing. Like if somebody fe- like if I'm working on one and it feels a little awkward, then I'm like, well, let's keep going. Let's try something else. Yeah. Like personally, I'm more of a rebellion. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of status quo. Like if yeah. they're like, th- that's why we're like, because just because everybody's on Facebook and YouTube and this and that doesn't mean that I have to be there. Nope. Let's find an easy 
you know, comfortable thing that we could do that it's like sitting right in front of me. But because everyone else is out there, you know, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to follow them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, like, so, yeah, you might be more of a battle cry kind of a guy. Um, it, it, you know, what's always funny to me is when I'm working with someone, I'll ha- I'll be like, oh, I think they're going to end up with a battle cry. Like, I just kind of feel that. And then I'm wrong. <laughs> what were some examples of the battle, battle cry again? Um, start with why is a good example. Unleash your epic credential. Make America great again. So anything. So it really starts with that powerful action verb. All right, good. All right, so love it. I'm going to spend some more time on this because I thought that I've spent enough time on my on my message, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> Messaging is one of those things that we are always kind of developing and refining, right? Sure. Always working on it. <laughs> so how could this whole process eliminate your competition and put you like in a category of one? That's one conversation that I could talk about for a good day and a half. Yeah, I love this question because really when we use our words, we can really position ourselves and differentiate ourselves in our industry. So for example, I'm just going to use my industry as messaging. There are all of these people out there talking about magnetic messaging. And I hate that message, but... (laughs) But if you go to Instagram and you search magnetic messaging, you will get hundreds of posts from different business owners teaching you about magnetic messaging. So what happens is basically all of those people are fighting for the same bit of the marketplace. All the, they're just fighting for the people who are looking for a magnetic message. Whereas like I have the three word rebellion, that is my messaging framework. So I have my own little place in the market that I've carved out that I'm the only place you can get three word rebellions. And then my colleague, Tamsin Webster, she has the red thread method. So she has her own little place in the marketplace of messaging. And what's really cool is that when you have your own little place, you are the only game in town. Because if you want a three-word rebellion, you have to come to me. You can go to a million different people to get a magnetic message. Three-word rebellion, that is me. <laughs> like, only me. Um, same with, like, the red thread. So it's a really cool way to set yourself apart from your industry and say like, this is the thing that I am known for. And you come to me for this thing and only me for this. So it really does eliminate your competition because even though there's a lot of people who do messaging, I look at them as colleagues because the way my approach is so radically different and how I talk about it. So that's really what the power of messaging can do for you. It's just like, make your own little unique place and give you a way to talk about it and let people come to you that resonate with that message. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the concept of concept of figuring out a way to eliminate your competition and being that category of one where you have no competition. Mm-hmm. And this is what I heard and learned about back in 20. 20- 16 or 17 from Peter Thiel when I read his book, Zero to One. Oh, okay. And he said something along the lines of competition is for losers. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) 
right? And but the thing is, if you're in a place where there's a ton of competition, it's going to be tough. It, your odds are you're probably going to lose. Well, Unless, yeah, and and you're competing on price too, right? Yeah, and there's already you you're like you're in the wolf pit, and you're trying to compete against already established companies and people who are experts, and you're like. Oh, this is a hundred billion dollar industry. We only need one percent of it. It's like, buddy, good luck getting one percent of the that industry, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so if you if like going through this process to get to eliminate competition and become and joining the category of one club, yes, definitely worth looking into if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I see this with my coaches all the time. Cause I feel like coaching, they always like live your best life align with your purpose. Meanwhile, you have Mel Robbins, you know, floating out there talking about the five second rule and the high five habit. And, and like, she's really, she's so successful because she has carved out her own piece of the market. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any other good examples of these? Uh, I know we've, we've talked about uh, a whole bunch of good examples. Are, are there any other examples that come to mind that? Um, Let's see. I'm going to cheat. <laughs> I have my book no, next like, to me. I mean, you talked about like, a whole a bunch already. Are there any other good ones that you're like, this is a good one? Oh. I'd love to see like, uh, or more examples of before and afters. Like, here's a yeah. person that was up in the air that had a hard time selling oh. $1 worth of services. And after they changed, it was like, there's a lineup. Yeah. yeah. So one of my clients, her name is Cassie Christopher, and she's been an amazing example because she's a registered dietitian. And before we were working together, she had a real tough time, like selling her services, selling her program to help people basically overcome emotional eating. And because she was an expert and a dietitian, she was talking about things like your cortisol levels, like we got to get your cortisol levels down. And she was also talking about emotional eating. But the problem was, is like, her people didn't understand that they had a cortisol problem. They didn't, they didn't, they don't know what emotional eating was. So she was just kind of missing the mark. She was attracting a lot of other experts who really liked her stuff, but she wasn't attracting the people she wanted to help. So when we did the three word rebellion process, what we realized about her work and her people and the result is that she was giving her people the courage to trust and the courage to trust became her three word rebellion, the courage to trust yourself around food, the courage to trust your body that, you know, that it's going to tell you what it needs to tell you, um, the courage to trust yourself around food that you're not going to just overeat. So her work is really about cultivating that trust. And so since we've done this work and she's been leading with this courage to trust method and this idea behind like one of her supporting messages is about um, eating for joy instead of eating to seek joy. Um, her business has radically changed. Like she's able to do a guest blog, get a ton of qualified leads who are like, oh yeah, I really want this. Like I want this change. And she gets on sales conversations and they are prepared and ready to work with her because before she was wasting a ton of time talking to people 
who were not at all ready to work with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now she has these people who like the message, like what she's about. No other dietitian is talking about the courage to trust. <laughs> They're talking about right. like lose weight. Um, yeah. So she really does get the right people. So I, ha I, I had one of my students in my courses and I think we kind of worked on this and uh, it's on this emotional eating piece. So mm -hmm. I have emotion, a three word rebellion for her. Mm -hmm. And tell me if this would if this would work. Stop emotional eating. No, because they don't know what no. emotional eating is, especially I knew if what they it was when I was when I heard it, because I was emotional eating like like a madman. But it's still no? talking to the problem, not the change. Right. Stop emotional eating. Then what? So, so the then what okay. answers the question. Right. So. Cassie could have said, stop emotional eating, develop the courage to trust your body, yourself, food, etc. So that's the difference. It's this more positive message about the change instead of like, just stop. Like that's probably if you could just stop, <laughs> like that would be yeah, great. Okay. But that's the hard part. So what, what was her three word thing? Courage to trust. Courage to trust. Love it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So there's a question. What stage cool. of uh, business does having a conscious Adele is asking, does, does having a conscious messaging become important? How many clients or revenue should you be doing? Okay. That's a great question. So number one, you want to have a proven offer. So you want to have an offer that people have gone through, you've gotten great results from. So you might be a year into business, you might be two years into business, you might be five years into business, but it's that proven offer. It's you're like, okay, I have something and it works. And now you want to reach more people because so far your business has been relying on word of mouth marketing, um, or yeah, word of mouth referrals, and your marketing hasn't really worked up to this point. In time. Um, and the other symptom I also see is that these people tend to be great on sales conversations. If they can get a person on the phone, that person wants to work with them. But it's getting the people on the phone, that marketing piece that actually leads to that call is the issue. So it is that once you have that proven offer, you really want to, and, you, and you're confident, you love the offer, you love delivering it, I think that's an important part, then you really want to start working on the messaging before you do marketing. Because if you don't know what to say, your marketing is not going to be effective. And it's going to be really labor, <laughs> laborsome to do. So would, would say figuring this out in the early stages of a business, would you advise that or would you go against it based on what you just said? Um, if you are completely new, still trying to figure out like what your niche is and what you're offering, like maybe you're doing one-off coaching sessions or, you know, you're trying out different programs, but you're not sure what you're, what you're going to actually like delivering, then that is way too soon. It's really when you're a bit more established. I mean, most of my clients that I work with, I mean, they tend to be thought, well, three to 10 years in business by the time they kind of settle into this. Got it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Michelle, uh, could you tell us about your gift? Uh, oh yeah. Mini audio workshop. 
Yes. So I have, if you want a taste of the three word rebellion and to see what that's like and get started creating your one of a kind message, you can go to threewordrebellion.com and get the mini audio workshop. It's delivered in a private podcast feed. So it's very convenient to listen to. And it takes you through the steps of creating your three word rebellion. Nice. Love it. So again, the, um, um, the link is in the comments. Uh, on social and it's in the comments of the show and if you're watching or listening on the podcast it will be a link on the podcast so you can listen or get access to the the three word rebellion workshop the link is number three like three number three mm-hmm. word rebellion.com that's it three mm-hmm. word rebellion.com and the three is not spelled out it's actually number three if you're watching or listening yeah. Even if you do the number three, you'll get to the same site. <laughs> or okay, the, that's the smart. Yeah. So you secured both, both domains there. Yeah, I did. I Fantastic. figured that was important. Fantastic. All right. So, uh, Michelle, can I ask you some personal questions? Sure. All right. So what uh, is something new that you have tried recently, big or small? Ooh, something new that I've tried recently. Um we just got back from vacation. So I'm like, I'm surely I did something new. <laughs> oh, I tried a date shake for the first time. We were in Palm Springs and we date went out to shake. a date shake. So the fruit, the date, they make it into um, to date crystals and then they blend it with milk and ice cream and make these like really rich. It's a little bit like a chocolate caramel flavor milkshake. It was really good. So it was, and it was awesome. fun to visit a date farm. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. So um, what are your top two or three favorite books of all time? Oh, that is always so hard for me. All right. So I'm going to go with, since it's on my desk, Robert Cialdini's Influence. This book Uh is great. Um, uh, It's a great read about the art of persuasion, especially if you don't want to be manipulated. But it's a book I used to teach from, and I love it. Um, Also, oh my gosh, I just read this amazing book by Jamie Varon called is it radical self-love? But she's she's in she's talking about in this book about how your life is really your own and how you should define success for yourself instead of listening to all the marketing messages about what success looks like. Um, so that is a beautiful, beautiful book that I love. And then I'm gonna give you one fiction book because I read a lot of fiction. Okay. But this book just kind of stuck with me. It's called The Midnight Library by Matthew Haig. And the whole premise of this book is this woman is hanging um, in between life and death. And she's gets to go through all the different versions of her life to see where she fits in the most. Cause she never felt, felt like she fit into her life. So she gets to explain, it's like, she gets to be a rock star and she gets to be a mom and she gets to have like all of these, it'd be like a Marine biologist in the ant in the Arctic. So she has all of these experiences and it's a really, it really stuck with me thinking about like how our lives kind of branch in these different directions. So it's Love an excellent it. read. <laughs> Awesome. So the books, gang, are Influence, Radical Self-Love, and The Midnight Library mm-hmm. by Matthew Heck. So uh, what's one advice 
that made a massive impact or change in your life? So I will focus on the best business advice I ever got. And it came from my husband. So my husband used to own video stores like back in the late 80s and 90s. And he told me early on that whatever you do in your business now pays off three to six months from now. And that I have found that to over and over again, um, that if you do like we have to think about our businesses for the long term and change is about the long term. So wow. That 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 piece of advice always stuck with me. That is a profound piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Whatever you work on now pays off three to six months from now. That's very true. Yes. We don't or, want it to be true, but it is. <laughs> or I mean at least 80 or 90 percent of it will pay off in three yeah. to six months. And the problem is like people are looking for things now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now is six months ago based on that. Piece yeah, of it. exactly. Like what were you yeah. doing six months ago? And you're seeing the results of that now. Yeah. It's like planting seeds. And it's like a farming process, basically. Yep, exactly. 100%. Now, if you had an ad on Facebook or Google that anyone on the web around the world could see your message what would your message be i think it would just simply be be a category of one what is the story behind that i feel like there's a story there yeah well for me I feel like there are so many people trying to fit you into this like cookie cutter box, this blueprint, especially in business. Like this is how you do your business. Like you have to do these things. You have to be on Facebook. You have to want to like a seven figure course business. You have to have these tiny offers and have a Facebook funnel. And I just, I feel like if you're building your business like everyone else, that that's never going to serve you. You're always yeah. better going your own direction. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean just being like, oh, all of that stuff sucks. It means like, okay, yeah, you can learn about those things, but take what works for you and apply that and then change the rest or jettison the rest. Like, you don't like, you don't have to do everything they're saying. Like take the good ideas, the gems that work, and then really blaze your own path, create your own category, you know, be your own unique self in a world Mm -hmm. that tells you that everybody needs to make a million dollars. 100%. Every time I tried to copy someone else, it failed miserably for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's not you. Yeah, it was to the tune of six or seven figures, multiple Mm -hmm. six, seven figures. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and oh, yeah, As, especially if it doesn't resonate and if it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. All right. Exactly. Well, Michelle, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I certainly got a lot out of it. And I really appreciate your, you sharing your wisdom and coaching me live on my channel. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, is there anything that uh, you would like to add or talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet? Oh, no, I feel like we gave people a lot to think about and to chew on. So that is what I'm here for. Fantastic. Gang, if you're watching or listening later, uh, go to threewordrebellion.com. Get a hold of Michelle. Figure out this three-word rebellion piece for your mess- uh, for your business and for your message. 
And in my experience, when you simplify this process, when you figure out the core of your message and and who um, you serve and what you do for them and the promise and the and the uh, the big message, right? Mm -hmm. Like for our work week, Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, Make America Great Again, and the rest of it, you create a movement. You create mm -hmm. a tribe. You create a community that people feel attached to. And they have that feeling of belonging to your group, to you and to your services. Once you create that, it's an extremely powerful um, piece. And, and it's, a, it's an extremely powerful tool to have for your business and for you. And everything else becomes a lot easier. And I warn you, there is most likely a testing process, like a three to six month at least. Would you agree? Like, just like what you said, three to six months to get a results. Like, you're going to test it. Maybe the first one is not going to work. Maybe it will. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually with three-word rebellions, you can tell pretty easily. Like, like the example I gave with Cassie, like, we finished working together like two months ago, and she's seeing great results already because it's nice. just, yeah, because she's- It was on the spot. She's been right. really focused, and it was just- perfect for her but you know she did yeah. do some of that testing like of like asking people what they thought and getting some feedback from 100%. her favorite clients yeah 100 love it so as usual um if you liked and enjoyed this um conversation please make sure you're sure you like comment what you got the most out of it what you found what you what stood out the most for you or if, if there were any tips that you're going to take and run with it and test it and uh, if you know other friends who could benefit from this conversation, either tag them or send them the link and or send them uh, Michelle's link, the3wordrebellion.com, and go from there. And uh, thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, put them as a comment below, and we will get back to you. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for joining you. us. And we will see you next week. Bye now.